One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And now. Welcome to Rafted in Messiah. I'm your host, Gil Burgos, and we're broadcasting again October the fall, the 24th, 2022, and we're back. We got a great show for you tonight, so stick around with more to come right here. the Lord. That's Karen Davis, Yeshua, old album, but it's a great song. Ashira Eloheinu, praise the Lord. Hey, listen, we got some great stuff for you tonight. Uh, for some reason, the Lord prompted me to touch on this topic. I don't know, I have been thinking about this for some time and I decided to do a podcast tonight with this topic in mind, and it's basically Isaiah 53 explained. I came across, I was doing some research, and I came across a great article from a website called jewishjewels.org. And I was also doing some research on some other websites, Jews for Judaism, which contradict what I'm about to say. 
I looked at some of the arguments and they really didn't hold hold any water. And I was I mean, I didn't go into an elaborate study, but I just glimmed through it and I was just saying it doesn't doesn't seem right and it's like a weak argument. And what I saw here is a powerful uh stand on Isaiah fifty three. It seems that Isaiah fifty three is a big problem for Orthodox Jews who do not except Yeshua as the Messiah. They seem to say it's anything else but what Christians or Messianic Jews state it is. They're saying, no, it's not what you're saying. And it came. I looked at all the scriptures that they were using, and it was like, I don't know, to me, it, it was kind of like, it didn't really hold water if you ask me. But when I looked at this article, this really was really hit my eye, so to speak. And I want to just share what I have here, it's kind of lengthy, so I'm going to just uh, not go through the whole thing, but just, just touch here and there just to make a point. And it begins with the high holidays, blessing in Yeshua. And the first holiday uh, we see here, that something that we just been through in this month of October, and today's the 24th of 2022, is Yom Kippur, which just happened uh, this year. Tuesday, October 8th, and it finished at uh, sunset on Wednesday, October 9th. Uh, so Yom Kippur, as it's called the Day of Atonement, is basically the holiest day of the Jewish year. And as I mentioned before, those are the days this year it started and ended. And when you look at the, the whole concept of what is Yom Kippur, it is basically a day of total fasting, of afflicting one's soul, of going to temple services and repeating lists of intentional and unintentional sins. Since there is no atoning blood in traditional Judaism today as prescribed in the Torah, and you'll see that in Leviticus 17.11, the rabbis today have determined three substitutes, and they are teshuvah, which is what? Repentance, tefillah, which is prayer, and zedekah, which is charity, we all giving. But if you ask a Jewish person today, go to, I challenge you, go, go ask a Jewish person today, what, how do they atone for their sins? You'll get a lot of different explanations on different concepts of how they do it. But it's, it's contradictory. And at the conclusion of Yom Kippur, if they have assurance of atonement, of their sins forgiven, most will say, I don't know. No, no one can be for sure. Messianic Jews, Christians, know otherwise. We know our sins are forgiven because we know what Yeshua, Jesus, did for us on the cross. We are confident in that atonement, as they say, kapora, has been made for us by go the Kohen Gadol, which is our high priest, Yeshua. Two affirmations, we'll see them in the scriptures, which is first Hebrews 4.14 and Hebrews 9.11 through 12. Now, this person says this, I'm quoting them. He says, over the years, my husband Neil and I heard reports of Jewish people coming to faith in the Messiah, Yeshua, during Yom Kippur services. The Messiah had sovereignly appeared to them. There have been even more reports of Jewish people coming to faith after a believer, often a non-Jew, read a portion of the Tanakh, the Old Covenant, to them. What portion? Isaiah chapter 53. Recently, in a report from Israel by Jews for Jesus, an atheist named Larissa was engaged in a lengthy conversation with one of their staff members about Isaiah 53. 
Larissa admitted that if God exists, she did not want to face judgment for her sins and asked to receive Yeshua. She prays to receive him right there. There is a tremendous revelatory power in that ancient prophecy. And I say amen and amen to that. You can't, you can't beat that with a baseball bat. That's an old saying. <laughs> Come on now. Give him some praise. That's amazing. Just by reading the scriptures with a, just like not knowing anything about the Bible and just hearing that, it makes sense. But for people that have studied the Bible, watch this, it becomes complicated because they put all kinds of junk into their head and they pre pretty much, they deny the fact, it even is the truth, without even reading it yet. They have to come to a conclusion. Uh, these people, whoever they are, whether it be religious or non-religious, they they've come to a conclusion that it doesn't mean that. So when they do read it, they just justify, yeah, you see, it doesn't mean that. But when a person that doesn't know the Bible reads that, oh my God, it hits home. See, that's the thing. When the, 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 the heart has to be open, God has to open the heart. God has to touch the heart. And if you're closed-minded and your heart is hardened like Pharaoh's was, you're not going to be open to what the Word of God is really saying. So you have to read the Scriptures with an open heart, open mind, and by the Spirit of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible, is a, you know, as the New Testament conveys, the Bible is spiritually understood, spiritually discerned. You can't understand it with the natural mind. You have to you read it with spiritual lenses, so to speak. Anyway, let's move on. Now, Isaiah 53 is basically uh, called the suffering servant. That's what it basically is. And if you read the whole thing, one day, I'm not going to read it now, but from Isaiah, read the whole chapter. Because they're saying, well, if you read the whole chapter in context, you'll know it's not talking about a man. I don't agree with that. It's pretty clear, especially, especially in verse 5. It, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. So it says here, Isaiah chapter 53 is one of the best known chapters of the word of God. It is the clearest messianic prophecy in the Bible. Actually, beginning in Isaiah 52, 13. This portion of scripture has been called what? The Holy of Holies of Isaiah and the Golden Passional of the Old Testament. It is the connecting link between Psalm 22, the Psalm of the Crucifixion, and Psalm 110, the Psalm of Messiah's Royal Priesthood. Yeah, so ever read, ever read Psalm 22? My goodness, you have to get that one under your belt. Read that and read Psalm 110 and then read Isaiah 53 and then all of a sudden the lights are going to go on. You see, you have to compare scripture with scripture. If something doesn't make sense, the Bible verifies itself through other verses of scripture. It's clear whether it be Old or New Testament, Old Covenant, New Covenant, it confirms each other. We go on to see here it says of the nearly 80 references to the book of Isaiah in the New Covenant, most of them are referenced to chapter 53. Remember the Ethiopian eunuch? He asked Philip to identify one of the prophet Isaiah, what the, or actually what the, the prophet Isaiah was speaking about in Isaiah, 50, in Isaiah 53. May we have similar encounters. Amen? Of whom does the prophet speak? Who is the servant of the Lord? Ebedel Danai. Mention this chapter. Ancient Jews, before coming to the Lord Yeshua, regarded the passage as messianic. The servant mentioned was seen as the Messiah. Believers have always regarded the servant as the Messiah, Yeshua, prophesied in Isaiah 53 over 700 years before he was born. 
The prophecy declares that the Messiah will be highly exalted, will suffer terrible disfigurement and pain, will grow up in obscurity, will be rejected by his own people, die for their sins, bring healing and redemption, and rise from the dead. As space allows, let us examine the, this biblical Jews verse by verse. Now, for the sake of time, I'm not going to go through all of this, but you can. I'll just touch it briefly. For example, in the first part of this article, it talks about the servant exalted, which is from Isaiah 52, 13 through 15. And I'll just give you a little portion of it just to whet your appetite. Isaiah 52, 13 Dr. Michael Brown, foremost messianic apologist, comments that Jewish tradition, non-modern thinking, on Isaiah 52.13 states that Messiah will be higher than Abraham, Moses, and even the angels. An ancient belief was that the Messiah of Isaiah 53 was Mashiach ben Yosef, the suffering Messiah. This views was changed in the 11th, 11th century A.D., and in verse 13, he says, God calls on to behold, he nay, his servant. And the final future glory that will occur after, watch this, his suffering. Amazing. So in other words, Isaiah's pointing towards the Lord's bond servant, servant quote unquote, mentioned in Philippians verse, chapter 2, verses 6 through 11. You got to read that too. But. Traditional Jews today claim that this passage cannot apply to Yeshua. They state that the subject of the passage is the nation of Israel, who suffers in ex exile for the sins of the other nations. I know Tovia Siga is big on saying that and using that as his defense, which is, doesn't again, doesn't hold water. That is not talking about a nation. It's personified. If you read the, the chapter closely, it's personified. Come on now. And as, I, as Dr. Brown says, that it is impossible that the entire Tanakh states that Israel was in the exile for own sins. The text also clearly speaks of an individual rather than a nation or group. The term servant is used for the Messiah and another place in Isaiah chapter 42 and chapter 49. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, Tovia Singer. Look at chapter 40, 52, 14. Also look at Isaiah 52, 15. And then you go on, you see other, other areas of the verses and the scripture. When you begin from verse 1 through 3, the servant is despised. Again, it's personified. When you read on from Isaiah 53, 4 through 6, what? The servant is wounded. Wounded. Isaiah 53, 7 through 9, what? The servant is cut off. When you read Isaiah 53, 10 through 12, the servant is what? Satisfied. It's amazing. So when you go back and you look, look at all these verses of scripture, it makes a whole lot of sense. Not what they are saying, meaning these people who are saying, no, no, that's not true. These Orthodox Jews or whatever, whoever they claim to be, that's not what it's really saying. What they think it's saying this is what it's really saying. Read the text and you'll see the truth of what this is really, really saying. Amen. I'm going to talk, take a break right about now and I'm going to play a little bit more music for you guys. So let me just uh, put up another song. I love this, uh, what do you call this album from uh, Karen Davis. I remember when I went to Israel and I went to her church and she's for real. And I, I really enjoyed this very friendly 
warm, uh, great woman of God, and she's real. It's not like she's fake. And, you know, sometimes you see people one way and then you see them and they say, man, she's nothing like she appears to be uh, online or whatever. She's not like that. But not, I can't tell you, she is really who she says she is. Amen. So let me just play another one of her songs. This was a great uh great album back in the day when it came out in uh 2001 actually. So let me play a little bit more from this. Hallelujah. Karen Davis, Yeshua, Yeshua. Oh, great, great song. All right, if you just joined us, welcome to the show. This is Gil Burgos, and this is Grafted and Messiah. I'll be probably posting this on Prophetic Encounter Radio as well. And we're talking about actually Isaiah 53. This also will post on Spotify. If you have not joined us on Spotify, check us out. The Prophetic Podcast is on Spotify. There are other, other shows there, and we're on Podomatic. If you want to know, if you want to just subscribe, you can get these. I'll be more consistent. Now I took a short break after the summer, maybe a call it a sabbatical, whatever you want to call it. But I'm back now. I'm going to be more consistent with our podcast for those who are subscribed already. So listen, I wanted to read a scripture that I just skimmed through it. 
when I spoke earlier about Philippians 2, 6 through 11. I did mention it, but I want to uh, quote it. And this is a powerful verse that I want to go over to you guys. So first of all, let me read this. In Philippians chapter uh, 2, we have a, another affirmation of Yeshua. It says here, in, starting with verse 5, it says, Having this mind, Paul writing, among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbly, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him this, uh, the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, or Yeshua, every knee shall bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of of God the Father. Amen and amen a million times for that one. Hallelujah. That blows everything, all your theology out the water. Maybe you don't think that is right. <laughs> but if you read the New Testament and you, you check that out, that is a eye-opener. It confirms almost everything I've spoke about. And not because I'm saying it, but because I'm quoting Bible. All right. I want to give you one more verse of scripture here before I close. I'm not going to be really long, but I was looking at something else that stood out for, to me when I uh, looked at Isaiah 53, 5, and it made so much sense. When I mentioned it earlier, the servant wounded, which was from Isaiah 53, 4 through 6, those few verses make it personified to the fullest. For example, let's go 53, 4, 53, 5, and 53, 6. I'll read this right here for you. It says, this verse, speaking of Isaiah 53, 4, and those following set forth the true reason for the servant's suffering as well as confessing the mistaken evaluation of them. He did not suffer for his own sins, but for the sins of a future believing remnant of Israel. We begin to see the concept of the servant's vicarious and substitutionary suffering and death. For example, surely he born our griefs and carried our pains. The verb nasa to bear is the same word used in Leviticus and speaking of the explanation achieved by the sacrifices with the idea of what? Substitution. Here's another one. Isaiah 53.5. Watch this. The word wounded, Hebrew, mechalal or mechalal, literally means he was Pierce. Now, you are going to tell me you're going to pierce a nation? Oh, Lord, wake up, people. You could only pierce a person, or, uh, not a, a nation. How do you pierce a nation? You have to pierce something that's physical to be pierced. You don't pierce something that's not like that. It's, it has to be something that's, I don't know, something that has substance. <laughs> anyway, this was a prophetically inspired word inspired word accurately fulfilled in the death of Yeshua, the Messiah. Crush for iniquities is maduka in Hebrew. Both pierce and crush express the vicarious nature of the suffering of God's servant, the innocent for the guilty, and Yeshua for each one of us. 
He took our place and made atonement for our sins, as it says in 1 Peter 2.24. God's righteous servant took on himself the punishment that secures our peace with God and men, but only peace, but healing as well for spirit, soul, and body. Amazing. Let me finish off with Isaiah 53.6. We all like sheep have gone astray. All we in Hebrew, kalunu, as indicates emphatically, or I said that word, emphatically? I don't know how to say that. That all people without exception are included. All of us have an innate tendency to go our own way, not God's way. Amen to that one. This is quote-unquote sin and is called iniquity in verse 6 of own. It indicates not only the sin, but the guilt it incurs and the punishment the sin demands. See Romans 3.21, actually 3.23. And note that the Lord God caused the iniquities of us all to be laid upon the Messiah, 1 Peter 2, 22-25. You don't lay your sins on a nation. It's laid on a person. And in our case, it was laid upon Yeshua, Jesus. Not a nation. How do you lay, lay a... Come on, man. How do you lay that on a, on a, on a nation? It's, it doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. I've always said that and I've always heard that. Amen. I hope that this was helpful, and I'm pretty sure people are going to say, no, nah, I still don't believe it. Well, that's on you, boy. That's on you. You believe it if you don't want to believe it, but one day you will stand before the judge, and he will say, I told you. Why didn't you believe? I showed you, yet you didn't believe, and you heard it, and yet you turned away. I pray to God that one day that your eyes will be open to the truth of the word, and then Isaiah 53 will come real to you and you accept Yeshua as the true King of Kings, Lord of Lord, and your Savior. Accept them as your Lord and he will save you. Amen and amen. All right, we're going to finish up right about now with our next song. This is Karen Days, Yahoo Elohim. Messianic praise and worship right here on Grafted and Messiah.
guys we're out of time thank you guys for joining us for this uh, podcast for more information on the ministry just visit us on the web at www.graftedinmessiah.org or if you want to check us out on propheticencounterradio.com we're there as well we're playing messianic music and christian music a little bit of both and jewish music even uh what else am i playing there uh even uh yiddish stuff you know, I, I'm listen. I'm touching all bases. I want everybody to get saved in the Jewish faith. Amen and amen. Well, thanks for uh, listening once again. We bless you. Until the next time I see you or hear from you, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He shine His light upon you, be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you shalom. <laughs>